he jumped. This past Tuesday, I was down in Phoenix, and I stopped by Home Depot to buy some things to help uh, with my folks' house. And I'm standing there in line, and the gentleman ahead of me, he had like one thing in his cart, and he kind of turned and looked at me. Then he picked up the box, put it under his arm, and bolted out the door. And we're all just kind of like, and, uh, and the woman ahead of me is like, he, I think he just stole something, you know? <laughs> and, you know, reflecting on it, like, I wish I was like that guy that, you know, like the music starts and I go out there and, and you know, tackle him or something. But, you know, it, it was just a thing, which doesn't matter, you know? Um, but instead, it was like more like Zootopia, you know? It's like, hey, <laughs> you know, like, I did nothing. And it's interesting as I reflect on that moment and other moments in my life. You like the moments that you know it, it bothers me when I do something bad. But what bothers me more is when I do nothing. And we talk about sins of commission when we commit something, or sins of omission when we omit something that would have been good. I, I even feel it now. The first week of April, one, a student sent me an email saying, hey, I'm working on this project. I'd like to interview you as part of my paper. Um, and I replied to her this week because I just, I kind of, I don't know, I, I just got distracted and was a little behind on email. And I'm like, I missed an opportunity to talk to this student who is Catholic but doesn't come to Mass. Who, who reached out for somebody to help her, and, and I didn't do anything. But somehow, God loves her even more than I do. God is working a plan in her life, and somehow it includes me, the bonehead, non-email responder. <laughs> like, God knew that would happen. God knew that I wouldn't respond. And somehow, he's working through that to do something even better in her life. Peter, at Jesus' most important moment, ran away and did nothing. Peter had said at the Last Supper, Lord, I am willing to die with you. And, and at, at the first moment of trouble, he kind of like reacts and then he bails. You know, he doesn't even go to the cross. He runs away. And so you can imagine, even after, after he said that too, just the guilt he's feeling, you know? Like, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. But today, Jesus, in his perfect mercy and plan, gives Peter a new opportunity to do something better. That yes, you may have run away, you may have denied me three times, but I'm going to give you another opportunity to choose me three times. Because I love you. I knew that would happen. And now, this is a new moment for you to respond and to follow. The past is the past. But what Jesus wants to know is, Peter, are you willing to follow me now? With Jesus, 
It is never too late. That the God of the present, I am who am, says, what about now in this moment? You know, we look back now on a whole school year and we're like, man, there were things I wanted to do and I never did it. I thought I was going to blank or I thought I was going to go to mass more. I thought I was going to pray more. And it didn't happen. And the Lord says, it's okay. I knew that that would happen. But my question is, will you follow me now? Do you love me now? Because I want to do something new. A couple years back, there was a senior, and it was, it was in the middle of the last semester. And she came up to me, and she said, Father, I'm really sad, and I'm mad at myself. And I said, well, why is that? She said, this is my last semester of college, and I just discovered how awesome daily mass is. And I was like, no, no, no that's, that's great. <laughs> like, you discovered how awesome daily mass is. That's awesome. And she's like, no, but I, if I had realized it sooner, then I could have been going to mass just like more the whole time. And I was like, no, but now you know. Don't you think that God knew that? God whose timing is actually perfect? That God wanted you to know this before you left college? And how much more important it is for you now that you recognize the goodness of it? That maybe two years ago you wouldn't have recognized it as much. It doesn't matter. And this young lady went on. By the end of that semester, she enrolled in a volunteer service program and served a Catholic organization in California the year following graduation. So maybe she hadn't responded earlier, but she was responding then, and she did in a big way. Our future is not written yet. Sometimes people come back to NAU after the summer, and they're like, Father, I had such plans. You know, I was going to do this, and I was going to do that. I was going to pray every day, and just nothing happened. But you know what's beautiful? Is that this summer hasn't happened yet. The future is unwritten. And what's going to determine what happens is what I do today. That today is a new day to move forward. That's what Peter does in the gospel. You know, I mean, it's always tempting to just, I don't know, resort back to what we're used to. Like, even like as we go home this summer, it's going to be really easy to just like hang out with those people that we hung out with before college when we were different. And to almost be drawn back into what we used to do. That's what Peter does. Peter goes back to fishing. This is after the resurrection. He had just walked with his Lord and Savior for three years, saw him killed, and now he goes back to be the same? And here's what's interesting, is, is his fishing, as he goes back, it's not fruitful. That when you and I, when we go back to the things we used to do, when we try to taste our old sins, they don't taste good anymore. It's not fruitful. Because we've discovered, we've encountered the one who changes everything. But now, when one of his brothers in the boats says to him, when they catch all these fish, and they go, it's the Lord. 
He's, he's doing something new. It's the Lord that Peter, he just jumps. He, did, he just jumps into the water and they're like, thanks, bro. Who's going to help with this? You know, like, <laughs> but he just, he just responds. And, and that, that's the grace that I want. I, I, I don't want to be just standing there watching life happen. I don't, want, I don't want to stand there saying, I wish I had. I, I, want, I want to see an opportunity and I want to, I want to respond. I don't, I don't want to miss the opportunity of this moment. I mean, God, God might give me another chance a minute from now. He will. But I don't want to miss this moment. And so every moment is a chance to be obedient and follow him. And there's, there's nothing more liberating. You know, the, the apostles are they're yelled at in the first reading. They're, they, uh, they were chastised. Don't you preach in that name. And they're just like, okay, whatever, man. Like, like, like we must follow God rather than man. Like, this is great that you're telling us what to do, but we don't listen to you. We listen to the Lord of life. He's the guide. He's the one we're going to follow. And so as we go to this summer, you know, it's, there's going to be people that they're going to want different things than us. But whose voice are we going to listen to? Even, you know, our friends, but even our families. Sometimes our families, God's doing his own thing with them. They, they might want things that are different than us. And the invitation from Jesus is, follow me. Listen to my voice. And when we do, that's when we encounter that true freedom. There's and, and the peace and the joy that only God brings. And so I, I since this is kind of you're probably your last homily for summer, I want to I want to give you the top five suggestions of Father Matt, the top five <laughs> to make summer come alive. First, simple basics: go to mass. Sunday, yes. Maybe we can go to a daily mass. Father Dan, he tells a story that after his first year in college, one of the priests at, at his college, they challenged him. They said, hey, why don't you go to daily mass once a week? And so he's like, uh, gosh, that sounds so simple that if I don't do it, I feel like a jerk. You know, like, it's, okay, so I'll do it. So he said he went to daily mass, and then he sat there, and then the next day he's like, well, if I can go to daily mass one day, I actually can go every day. And he said that summer of going to Mass every day changed his life. It's what helped him to hear God's voice. It's what helped him to recognize the vocation that God was calling him to. And so he went back to college his next year with just a, a, a focus and a determination and a relationship with God that was better than ever. But go to Mass. Secondly, Pray five minutes a day. Or better, pray 20 minutes a day. <laughs> if we miss a day, today's a new day. If we miss a week, today's a new day. That the Lord of life who created us for happiness and wants to invite us into his happiness, that he's trying to reveal himself every day. He wants to guide us. He doesn't want us to have to figure it out. That the ones who are happy are the ones who are faithful and listen. So pray. Third, be intentional with home life. Um, 
You know, sometimes parents, I hear, I hear it from both sides. They're like, we know our, our son or daughter, they had a great experience in college and they got into their faith and then they came home and now they sleep until two every day, you know? Like, I was like, that's a, that's a talent, you know? I can't do that anymore. <laughs> but there's something about being intentional. Like, am I, am I just looking for a warm bed or do I want a family with whom to have a relationship with? And so, like, remember your parents who wanted you to come home for spring break and Christmas and you know, all this kind of stuff? Like, to actually plan ahead and be like, hey, you know, uh, mom and dad, like, what's going on this weekend? Like, what, um, how can, you know, are we having dinner together? Are we going to mass together with our siblings, with our grandparents? They brag about you to everybody. Like, you know, they, like, just to reach out. And, and to strengthen those relationships, but, yeah, yeah, you know, to say, could you imagine saying to your parents, like, hey, um, I noticed the grass is getting long, would you like me to mow it, like, um, is there anything else I can, I'm going to, and, and here's, here's, here's a little tip, guys, being proactive is much better, because when you go to leave to have lunch with your friends, and they're like, hey, you need to do this first, it's like, what, like, instead you say, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to have lunch with my friends later. Is there anything you need me to do before I leave? It's, it's, it's a little step of maturity, and the parents will be like, well, I, I, no, you're like, all right, you had your chance. You know, like, I'm out. <laughs> like, um, don't tell me at the last minute. But then, then they see, like, they will, you don't have to tell them. They will see your maturity. So be intentional with home. Fourth, and maybe this is kind of related to the last one. Be intentional with discipline. This, this kind of relates to, you know, the, the, the going to bed. You know, if I want to wake up at, this is my suggestion. I don't know. Someone do it and tell me what it's like. Like, wake up, wake up at like 8 a.m. every day. Why? Because then we, we're, getting, we're doing stuff. We're, we're interacting with our family. But if I'm going to go to wake up at 8, well, then what time do I have to go to bed? I don't know. You decide how many hours you want, you know? Um, you wake up, uh, the reason, wake up, here's a suggestion, make your bed. Why is that so important? The word discipline is this, the same root as disciple. That, that, that our discipleship happens in the small things. And if I can't even make my bed, I, I don't know, I'm probably not praying for 10 minutes a day. And so let's start with something small, because every and then it starts the day on a good note. And fifth, get involved in your parish. Specifically, I suggest the parish youth group. My my four siblings, they all met their spouses serving with the youth group at their parish. Well, think about it. That you're standing alongside somebody who who the faith is important to them. And they're generous, giving, they're responsible, they have leadership. It's good material, guys, right? <laughs> right? So it's just a suggestion, but, you know, people have vacation Bible school, they have different things. Um, but the people who help with those programs, those are the people we want to hang out with. Those are the people that are going to remind me to go to Mass and to pray. Those are the people who are going to remind me who I am. And the other people I hang out with, they might not do that. And so be a blessing to your parish. 
and it will bless you. A little bonus, um, if you want to stay connected up here, I want to keep feeding you. Um, there's a Catholic Jacks podcast that has homilies from every Sunday. It's been going on for a while. Um, you can look back at the Newman Knight talks that you missed this year. They're on the Catholic YouTube channel. And then there's this thing formed. It's, uh, it's, it's like Father Matt's Netflix account, and I'm giving you the code. Like, <laughs> it's like you can go on there, and you put in your email or whatever, and uh, register. And we, we pay for it at the Newman Center so that you can like, listen to talks, you can watch videos, and you can even like, download books on your phone. Uh, and it's just a way to just like, keep growing. Because this summer has the potential to be the best summer of our lives. But what determines that is what we do starting today. Pope Francis, he released a letter to youth in March. We're youth. And he says this. These are some of his encouragements. Dear young people, make the most of these years of your youth. Don't observe life from a balcony. Don't confuse happiness with an armchair or live your life behind a screen. Don't be parked cars, but dream freely and make good decisions. Take risks, even if it means making mistakes. Make a ruckus. Cast out the fears that paralyze you so that you don't become young mummies. Live. Give yourselves over to the best of life. Open the door of the cage, go out and fly. Peter jumped. You have to be alive to jump. And, he, and with the Lord, it's not about, okay, how high? Or, Lord, what do I jump to? But Peter jumps to the Lord, towards the Lord. That's the answer. To respond with Peter this day and every day. Lord, I love you and I will follow you.